0: Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. The greatest thing anyone ever does for me is pray for me. I know that because I've seen the fruit of it in my own life. Now we've been talking about the importance of praying for ministers, praying for those who are in the work of the Lord. We'll conclude that thought, that study today with two final occasions where we're, we're asked, we're requested in the New Testament to pray for God's servants. Now, the first of these is 1 Timothy chapter 2. These are powerful verses really for anyone in leadership. The Bible says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. There's a beautiful word there, intercessions. Literally it means uh, to entreat the favor for someone else. It's almost like a child going to its father on behalf of one of the siblings, on behalf of another child. That's the idea here, to make intercession. And I love this phrase, first of all. First things first, the first thing we should do for others is pray for them. And not just for all men, but he goes on in verse 2 to say, For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Now certainly we ought to pray for those who are leading in our nation. That's the idea behind the word kings here. We don't have a king in our own nation. We have a president. And we have a Congress and elected officials, and we should pray for them. But then he adds this phrase, all that are in authority. And the idea here is anyone that's in a responsible position. Uh, the pastor is not a king. Uh, they rule, but they don't rule as kings. They rule as stewards. They're guiding others to God. But remember, pastors are bishops. They're overseers. And if you pause and think about this for a moment, pastors make important decisions not only for themselves, but for the entire local church. They make decisions every day that affect lots and lots of people. So how do we pray for the pastor? Well, one thing we should pray for those that are in authority is that God will give us wisdom. Give them wisdom. James chapter 1, verse 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. that Giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not. And it shall be given him, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Sometimes we want to entreat a person in authority and get them to do what we think they should do. Could I remind you that your prayers will do more than your conversations? And certainly prayer is better than criticism. And before we just run to someone else to tell them what we think they ought to do, we ought to begin by talking to God for that person, on behalf of that person. The verse goes on to say that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. You see, your prayers come back to you because as you pray for those in authority, it's going to affect not only them, but yourself and all that they touch. I believe this with all my heart. Grateful intercession. Grateful intercession will help you keep the right attitude towards anyone that's in authority. I learned this early on, but it's hard to have a bad attitude towards someone you're praying for. So, instead of being quick to criticize or to share our ideas, the first thing, in the words of Paul, first of all, the first thing any spiritual believer should do is we should pray for leaders. The first thing any church member should do is we should pray for the pastor. And we should pray that God would lead them as they lead others. Remember, we've created this list already. We're praying for them to be protected. We're praying for them to be prepared and used. We're praying for their family. We're praying for so many things. But now we add this to the list. pray that God would lead your pastor as he leads others. This is a big prayer. And so it leads me to the last occasion in the New Testament where we find this request for prayer. It's found at the end of Hebrews. Now immediately someone may may take issue with me saying this comes from the Apostle Paul because we don't know exactly who wrote the book of Hebrews. But whoever it was, it came from God. And so the Holy Spirit is the divine author. And in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 18, we read these words, Pray for us. It does sound a great deal like the Apostle Paul's repeated injunction, Brethren, pray for us. Pray for us. And then he says this, For we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live honestly. Now, to this point, by and large, we've prayed mostly for the pastor's ministry and for the fruit of his preaching and for boldness as he gives the word and for divine appointments. But now we're praying the most personal thing for him. And I believe it's last here in the New Testament, not because it's least but because perhaps it's most emphasized. We're praying for him as a person. We're praying for the pastor as a Christian, as a fellow believer. What are we praying for in Hebrews 13, verse 18? We're praying for our pastor's personal growth, for his spiritual blessing. Listen to this. He said, I want to have a good conscience, and I want in all things to live honestly. I want to be a sincere Christian. I want to stay right with God myself. You see, his whole ministry grows out of his life. Hebrews 13 is filled with injunctions, about those that are over you in the Lord. Uh, For example, we're challenged early on in the chapter to honor them that are in authority, that have the rule over you. Then we're challenged in verse 17 to obey them that have the rule over you and submit to them. In verse 24, we're to salute them, speak to them. It's awful, really, that people sometimes come in and out of a church and never say a kind word to the minister. Uh, The person that gives you God's word and we never speak a kind word Make that your business this week, to speak a word of encouragement to the servant of the Lord. But right in the heart of this chapter, surrounded by all of those admonitions, is this request, pray for us. I say again, the greatest thing you're ever going to do for the minister is pray for him. Because it connects to every other thing in his life and ministry. So, let's review our list. Do you have all seven of them? This is how you pray for your pastor. You can pray it for an evangelist. You can pray it for a missionary. You can pray it for a Bible teacher, but you should begin by praying for your own pastor, for that one that is called of God uh, to oversee the flock that you belong to. We learn first that we should pray that God will protect him from every enemy, Romans chapter 15. Ephesians 6, we learn secondly, we're to pray that God will prepare and use him. In Philippians, we learn pray, to pray that God will help him as he deals with problems. In Colossians 4, we learned that we should pray that God will give him divine appointments. In 2 Thessalonians 3, we're to pray that God will give him lasting fruit. In 1 Timothy 2, we've learned to pray that God will lead the pastor as he leads others. And then in Hebrews 13, 18, we're to pray for our pastor's personal growth and blessing. Seven things to pray for your pastor. Take one a day for the next week and pray these for the man of God. Teach your family to pray for the pastor and his family. Long, long ago, the man who is called the Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, was asked one day about his own ministry, why he thought God had so blessed the, the tabernacle there in London and why there was so much fruit. And Charles Spurgeon, without hesitating, quietly spoke these words, My people, pray for me. They say that even as Spurgeon stood to preach, there was a group of men gathered in the basement of the church beneath where he stood praying for him in every meeting. I wonder if the church you belong to wouldn't move forward and the pastor wouldn't be strengthened and many others might be saved and helped if your pastor could simply say, my people pray for me. Would you put this hymn on your prayer list and these specific things and would you begin today to pray for God's servant and have a part in God's work. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the Gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's Word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources Our prayer for you is that with Christ you will enjoy the journey.